0: Point game. Just play the game. A little new thing, a little thing that we're
1: doing, uh. Thing. Come on, folks. I mean. Happy to be joined by Vinny. Do what you do. I'm sorry. The main guy, Vinny Vinny. It's a good little podcast. I'm not concerned. I'm against the claim. My first guess ever. You hate to blame everything on coaches. Let's if they have point game.
0: This is the Point Game Podcast right here on my MySA, and ExpressNews.com. My man, my partner in crime, Vinnie Goodwill. Vinnie, you didn't send out any uh, videos of me or, you know, voice no. memos of me talking about anything, did you? Uh, no such thing. Uh, <laughs> that,
1: that w- you will not see a violation of uh, not even man
0: code, human code. You will not see any <laughs> violation of that.
1: Uh, with me at all. Of
0: course, as as everyone knows, you know, D'Angelo Russell, a young and talented rookie, got into a lot of trouble out in LA. Um, You know, internal trouble for uh, a video getting out of him talking about Nick Young and women that Nick Young has been with. And we obviously know Nick Young is in a relationship with Iggy Azalea. Engaged. Yeah, Engaged. engaged. The story now or the opinions now is, you know, how much should this, how long should this go? And, you know, was it a true violation of man code? You know what I mean? And, and you know, when well, he did that, and, and if it will have an effect on the Lakers' future to possibly bring in other players wanting to play with D'Angelo Russell, which I don't think so. You got a, you got nah. a guy with money. You, you signed into a new contract. You got some money on the table. He's taking it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of those things, Jabari, where
1: it, it's going to blow up. You know, you have to, Absolutely. you know, it's going to blow up. It's going to take time. Um, you know, obviously to be in a being in a position of point guard, you know, that's a position of leadership, that's a position of trust. So I, I do think you know, I do think that that's something that you have to you know, that's that's something you have to wonder about. Yeah. You know, so I I do wonder about I do
0: wonder about that. Let me ask you something, man. Put yourself in D'Angelo's shoes right now. Right. What do you do? Knowing that everything happened the way it happened, what, what what do you do if you are this guy's age, and you know you you you're basically now finding yourself? You remember that on meet the parents, the circle of trust. <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo yeah, Russell is like Greg. he's yeah, he's out the circle of trust. How do you get back in the circle of trust, man? What what do you do if you're D'Angelo? You, you, you take your time.
1: Yeah. You know, basically, it's not going to happen overnight. And um, it's just going to, like, you have to earn it. You have to earn your way. You have to earn your way back. And I'm not sure how long this is going to take because it's very rare that you see sort of a a breach of trust publicly, you know, like this. And, you know, you do have to wonder. I do, I certainly do wonder, you know, I, I think that, I don't think you're going to have to trade him or anything drastic like that, but I do think that he's going to have to grow up and mature. And I think that's a subject that you know, when we get Mark Spears on, we can talk to him about about you know the maturation of you know certain players, and you know he's nineteen, twenty years old in the locker room with grown men.
0: Yeah, you know, that's
1: that was a situation where somebody should have could have put their hands on him, and that's it right. wouldn't
0: turned out to be pretty. <clears throat> nope, not at all, man. By the way, Vinny just said we got Mark Spears coming up on the Point Game Podcast, uh, the newly assigned to uh, newly signee. Uh, for the ESPN's undefeated website, Mark Spears coming over from Yahoo Sports now at ESPN's undefeated, talk about the you know the the transition of of that, uh, and reflecting on his a little bit of his career, you know, as he's ready to enter a new chapter. But um and also we got to get into the People versus O.J. Simpson show. I mean that that's a dope series on FX. If you haven't watched it, don't listen to this podcast. Cut it off now and go watch. It. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, no, Listen to the podcast and then when we get to OJ Simpson part, skip over it, and then you know go from there. But um, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Vinny, your Bulls man. You know, before we bring Mark Spears on, um, you know, and I know we talk about this all all the time. We have talked about it all season. We've had numerous guests on talking about the Bulls and so much and how un- how they've underachieved. It's about two weeks ago to go in the NBA playoff. Forty NBA playoffs start. What's going on? Do they make it, or are they sitting home?
1: Uh, I, I see them having a very hard time, um, honestly, Jabari, just because of the schedule. They play uh, they play four more playoff teams, or at least four teams who are in the playoffs currently yeah. right now, and they're so up and down. And not only that, you know, health is such a big reason why teams do or don't get in. You know, and if you're right on the cusp – and your main guys are not 100% healthy or not close to healthy, you know, I can't see a scenario where those guys get get well enough um, to play at a high enough level considering some of the flaws that they have. I'm, I'm a strong proponent, Jabari, of who you are after 75 games is who you are. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you, I think you're going to turn into a consistent bunch after 75 games of evidence to the contrary. So they turn things around, I'll certainly, I'll certainly be surprised, and you know, of course, the Twitterverse will hate me and say go back to Detroit and all this other type of stuff. You know, I saw a couple tweets saying that too. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> it is. It's probably you running the account just trying to have some, you know,
0: have some, have some cheap <laughs>, laughs. Nah, man, absolutely not. I'm done with you on Twitter, dude. I, I, I communicate with you. I come in peace because the last thing I want to do is be muted or blocked again. So I'm cool. I don't want no troubles in my life. I'm good, man. I'm at a very peaceful stage, you know what I mean? Like, really, you know. I started working out at the gym again, man, running on the treadmill. So I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling oh, good. Here's an interesting thing that you should know. So right before we take our podcast, uh, I
1: was at this uh, Jordan brand event for one of their athletes that they uh-huh. sort of opened up to media, and they let the media have an open run. Let's just there say it's come. the most embarrassing basketball experience of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give you a pass. Did you, did you know that they no. were going to have you do this run? Yeah. I knew,
1: but oh, I so had so basketball you in no a very long time.
0: But then you should have said no. You don't get no pass. You don't no, get no, no pass.
1: No, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. You know, sometimes basketball is like riding a bike, you know, old muscles and stuff. But I guess when you hit a certain age, and the muscles ain't been used in a while. Something like your lungs.
0: Yo, <laughs> that's what you get, man. It's, 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 it's the bottom line is: first of all, I'm not leasing a muscle. I'm going at the playground first. You should have been at one of those Chicago playgrounds the night, you know, before. No matter, yeah, the night before, you know, before the, the after the Houston Rockets game, right? You should have went and you know maybe got a couple of jump shots in. You knew what you had to do the next day. Come
1: on. Man. I had no that's idea prepared. it was gonna be like that,
0: and I. I
1: embarrassed myself. I will readily admit that I completely it was like it was like Space Jam. <laughs> when the when when the superstars lost their powers.
0: It was like Man. that. Wow. Well now you know what you gotta do, right? A you gotta you gotta get back on the get court back in once the gym. The yeah. That's right. Get back in the gym. My endurance is up and then when you go out to Vegas for the summer league, you gotta you know, bring some shorts with you. Because you know it's gonna be like a run out there, so you can make it out. Well, you can make it up when you get out there, and then we'll give you the pass. Now, if you stink in Vegas, and that's months from now, if you stink at the Vegas Summer League, then I'm gonna have to just come to the conclusion that you're just not a good baller. That's what I'm well, you well you won't come to that conclusion because <laughs> today's today's showing,
1: um, today's showing has embarrassed me to the point where getting back in the gym is a non-negotiable.
0: It, it is, man. You know what it is. You know, after you don't play in a while, it's not so much that. You know what? It, it's the endurance part of it. It's the physicality part you get no, yeah, it, you get yeah, no wind. You, you went out of breath. That's that's one of the, that's why, I was out of you know, breath doing drills. Yeah, that's why. That's why the cardio for me, man. Like people go to this gym and I see mad dudes just pumping iron and pumping weight. So I'm like, nah, man, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna do this cardio. I'm gonna really get intense with it. And I do lift some weights too. If I'm going to get intense with this cardio. Because that's what's gonna preserve my endurance, you know what I mean? Like I, I need to be able to you know, get runs in and still I might run out of breath nowadays, but I don't think as much, especially, you know, be running on a treadmill thirty miles, I mean thirty minutes, you know, and sometimes I'm on fifteen incline. So, you know, like I'm 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 good with that, bro. I'm really, really good with that. But uh we got Mark Spears coming up on the Point Game podcast, talking about again his move from Yahoo sports to the undefeated right now. Mark First, thanks for joining us again. Taking time off for the two young brothers who always look up to you, literally too, because you're like six two. Um, but He's also, like, dude, she's six five, man. What you mean? He like six five.
1: five. Six five. I thought it was six, six two, six, six, six,
0: six
2: three. Six, six five. Six. Damn. 6'6". six. six uh, I didn't know. Six Oh six? my get it right.
0: Uh, I <laughs> right, listen. I mean, God, we always. You didn't break the news on the point game podcast like you like you, you promised you would. But that, that, those few weeks, man, when you were having to make the transition and even, you know, consider the move, uh, what was that like for you and, and, and spending time and thinking about that, leaving one company, which you, you know, really, really done some great work at Yahoo and then going over to ESPN at the Undefeated?
2: Um, so, well, uh, I definitely want to thank Yahoo, man. I was there for six and a half years and um, they gave me the opportunity to, to cover the entire league for the first time in my career full time and. You know, travel all over the country doing big stories and, you know, I've learned a lot, um, from Yahoo how to, I think one thing that's tough for, for newspaper journalists when you move to the internet is, you know, you're used to, and you cover a team, you just write about that team and, and the fans there write about everything, like read about anything you write. But when you cover the entire league, uh, internationally, internationally, uh, you gotta write stuff that everybody will write. You know, that likes every team that that, that catches their attention. So, um, I, I learned a lot about thinking outside the box, not just writing the the norm or the the expected. And, and um, you know, I really learned a lot about taking your creativity and using it to, to its fullest. Um, so, but with this opportunity, um, you know, at ESPN, I, I get to do a lot more of that. Um, you know, a lot of. Definitely doesn't with these some, you know, African-American-centric type stories, but it's about music, culture, politics, triumph, adversity, uh, defeat, but not the undefeated is undefeated, but, you know, the people that have, have had some struggles as well. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a, a very interesting venture in which I could, Days and really work on a project instead of uh, just okay. I'm, I got a two-hour deadline. I just talked to them me get it, get it to go. So I think it's going to be some great magazine-type pieces, video pieces, audio pieces, and a, you know, and maybe even animation. It's just going to be all over the place. I think it's going to be a super fun site for everybody to enjoy.
1: It's funny, Mark. It seems like that's a natural. Transition for you. Um, yes, I'm sure all the other listeners who who know your work know how know that you're respected. But I would probably say amongst the players, you're probably the most respected writer when you walk into a locker. Room. Like, do you do you feel that? Do you understand that? Is that a certain extra responsibility that you have now because you you have this new vehicle that you're basically you're going to be driving or well,
2: not? I appreciate that. I don't know if that's true. there's nothing for me to say, but, I, you know, I appreciate it. Um, I, I just think that, you know, one time Antonio McDice told me, he said, I could tell he used to play by the questions you asked, and perhaps that, because I played in college, that helps, or my height helps, or my having studied psychology helps. And, you know, I'm just kind of a laid-back dude, and I remember early in my career, when a reporter from the Rocky Mountain News tried to clown me and say, oh, man, you're a player's guy, you're a player's guy. So, okay. I mean, those are the guys that people want to read about, right? So, yeah, I can be a player's guy, but I learned to be a GM guy and a coach guy, like a guy that those guys will talk to. So, I think the key has always been for me um, is, is I always treat everybody the same. You know, there ain't no hidden agenda. I'm just trying to write a story. I'm not coming in with a shovel, but if he messed up, I'll pick up the dirt, you know. And I, to, you know, I told, told Mel that when he first came in. I'm like, hey, man, you're a great player. Um, but if you make mistakes, I got to write about it. Do you think I want to do that on my like, time off? No, but that's my job. So don't be mad if, <laughs> if he messed up. I got to write about it. You know, you're changing the game. So, But uh, my, my point is, though, like, uh, I think it's important that you know, um, based on my background and some of where I grew up, uh, I guess you could say in an urban environment and also uh, learning how to enjoy a nice glass of vino and piece of cheese, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the key is, is you, you got to talk to everybody from the CEO to the person that sweeps the floor. You never know who you something or you, know, you have to be just as comfortable talking to the president of the team as uh, one of the players' friends who, who might have, you know, really not been uh, doing great things in society, you know. Yeah. So it's um, it's a happy medium that I think has been successful for me.
0: You know, I wanted to kind of use this platform right now, man, to have you reflect a little bit um, because obviously, you know, we, we see so much going on in the NBA today, but, you know, really, except in the summer league when we're all together, do we have a chance to reflect? You mentioned Carmelo and Anthony, man. What has been your favorite part about covering him when he was with Denver, and what was your least favorite part about it? Um,
2: he was good, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, he. I,
2: I. I. I wish that here's what I hate for him. And Benny, having covered the Pistons, probably can understand it pretty. I kind of wish for him that he would have got drafted by the Pistons. And the reason why I say that, I think that if he would have went there. His career would have been a lot different, you know. Um, he walked in to a situation with Denver where he was immediately the guy. You know, I, I remember that he uh, there there was a birthday for Junior Harrington. And you guys probably have no clue who Junior Harrington is, but it was a guy that was a second year player for the Nuggets, Nails rookie year. Yeah, I
1: remember him. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember
2: him. Yeah. yeah, a guard from Wingate. I believe he played at Wingate. And um, Marcus Canby told all the rookies to sing "Happy Birthday" to Junior Harrington. And Mello said, "No, nah, man, I ain't doing that. I'm a beatbox." And everybody kind of said, "What?" He said, "I'll beatbox, but I ain't singing." So when all the other rookies sang, Mello beatbox. And at that point, I said, "Oh, he's running the team already." <laughs> so the same thing would have happened. To the same thing would have happened in Detroit. Ben, she, and Sean, and Rip, and, uh, you know, they, they they would have had a problem with that, and they would have handled it, you know what I mean? And so I think, and he's told me this, that he, he got too much too fast, you know, and um, I, I think everything went way too fast for him. Um, he, he was a great player. It became his immediately, but I think if he would have been in more of a a better environment, a team environment, it would have even made him um, a better player than he is now. But no, it it was great uh, to see his evolution from, you know, a guy who who came in with, with, you know, braids and and extremely hood to, you know, now he has fine suits and, you know, uh, uh, he's a GQ kind of guy. And for somebody that just wants a year of college, his business deals are pretty impressive. And so I'm, I'm actually, you know, I know he's a guy I cover, but I, I've known him for a long time. And, you know, you do, when you cover t- 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 people, you do tend to sometimes care about them as people, you know. And um, I'm happy for him, man. I, I know he's you know, could wish for more off the court and, but as far as what he's been able to accomplish from where he came from, being in a, a two-bedroom apartment with eight people who will put their money together to go get fast food on some nights, a guy who, you know, when he got his first check, stared at it for a while because he couldn't believe it. You know, I'm I'm really really proud to see him. How he is now, kind of father and husband he is. You know, uh, I'm really proud of him. He, that's, he certainly that's, had some tough times early on.
0: That's your That's people. That's a that's a nice ESPN undefeated story, man. You know the how Carmelo Anthony transformed his image. You know what I mean? Because you mentioned it. I mean, yeah. he's on you now and and everything, yeah. so Like I mean, when you, know. you look at him now, you don't yeah. ever see those braids no more. Nah, No, no, nah, man. I, Only time you
2: ever see it is when they show video of him and LeBron playing against each other for the first time. And I think a lot of people forget that he was really qu- close to being a rookie of the year and there was a perception at that time that LeBron actually got the rookie of the year more so on name and that right. there were a lot of people that felt like Melo actually deserved it uh, after, uh, more than he did. In fact, Melo played in the playoffs, and LeBron did it in his rookie year. I don't think Wade did as well. Yeah, that's right. No, Wade, and Wade,
1: Wade made the playoffs, and LeBron did
2: it. Wade, Dwayne made it. third year. Right. Okay, yeah, Dwayne did not I mean, LeBron did it. And it's
1: yeah. funny to
2: think that there was a time when LeBron wasn't in the playoffs, but there was.
1: But it's funny you mentioned the guy maturing like that in Carmelo, because we're dealing with, you know, D'Angelo Russell. I'm not dealing with, but, you know, we're observing and watching and absorbing the D'Angelo Russell situation, you know, is there? Do you think people understand that when a rookie walks into a locker room, no matter what he's given, a lot of times he's 19 years old and the locker room full of grown men that have grown man issues and grown man lives. Like, do you think the players understand that that they're in a completely different environment and it's not just basketball? Yeah. No. I mean,
2: I remember. Let me see what I'm making dating myself, but, you know, before I actually even started covering the NBA, you know, I, I worked at the L.A. Daily News covering the Angels and the Dodgers, and I got the assignment of doing the Lakers uh, a few games, and I, I believe the playoffs as well, they're still in the forum, and it was Kobe's rookie year, um, and I remember just how out of place he seemed in the locker room at the time, he was certainly very mature, much more mature than D'Angelo Russell for his age. But um, it, it it just seemed like he was kind of you know it, it, I mean think about it Byron Scott was on that team and he had kids that were like Kobe's age range right you know and <laughs> at, at, at that time I mean if you were Shaq or Eddie Jones or Nick Van X or Rick Fox or whomever at that time living in L. A. You owned L. A. as a Laker. They they like they owned all the clubs and, and so we couldn't go with them. You know what I mean? Like what, what was he gonna go do? So I, I think if you if you kind of look back with Mello and with Kobe and like the problems of the problems Mello had, like and what you see with Jaleel oak Okafor, which kind of has gotten forgotten, uh, what he went through this year, and you really have to have a strong environment for a young player when he comes in. And I remember when Mello came in, um, Kiki Vanderway was in the general manager, was thinking about bringing in LaFonzo Ellis, um, and as basically a mentor for Mello, kind of have a locker next to his, you know, um, and he, he ended up not doing it. And I, I don't know what kind of effect that hat would have had. LaFonzo Ellis would have had a locker next to Melo's, but. Um, I think it wasn't the hardest. Yeah, Melo would have had a guy that he respected sitting next to him every day. Hey, young fella, young fella, you know, young fella, no, nah, young fella, no, nah, mm-hmm. You know, perhaps a lot of the pain that he went through early mm-hmm. in his career wouldn't have been there.
0: Well, what was it like, man, that experience? And were you torn about you know maybe leaving Yahoo to go to ESC?
2: Oh I mean, Of course, you you, you, you you're on the contract somewhere. It's tough. To, I thought I really appreciate Yahoo for allowing me to, you know, take this venture. They didn't, you know, they, they feel like this was a, a good move for me and they were very supportive of me. Um, and, uh, so I think this is a great situation for me to grow, become a better journalist, become more, even more challenged than I already was. So, You know, I think the thing is, like, I I really got to thank Yahoo because they didn't have to allow me to do this. They could have kept me from doing this, and they thought it was, um, you know, especially my editor Johnny Lutz. He thought it was like a good opportunity for me, and he was happy for me. You know, he and you know Bob Condor, the guys you may not know, but guys that are very influential there, they they saw this was a, a you know special thing and decided that you know. Let's not stand in the Mark's way. Let's let's try to help him with this. Still hasn't truly sunk in yet. You know, um, I haven't been on the air yet. Perhaps if I was on the air yet I already, would have really sunk in. And I, I I live in Oakland, so I'm not around everybody every day. I'm staying out here, but I think um, you know when when I go to Connecticut soon for uh, for all the human resource stuff and introductory stuff, and then. When I go to DC, where undefeated is, is based, and get a chance to meet everybody, which if you look at all the hires, man, it's just like yeah. amazing, like dream team of people. I, I think they'll really, really sink in. But you know, right now, I'm just it seems like I'm kind of still doing kind of the things I was doing, and um, you know, the, the site hasn't launched, so there hasn't been a public story yet either. Uh, so, but like I said, when I when I I've never even been to Bristol, you know. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I get, when I, when I get that rental car and, and I drive in there in the near future, when I'm like actually driving up, I think that's when it all actually hit me what has happened.
0: Right? Because you know, Mark, as many people, this is every this is a guy's dream. You know, you're a sports writer, and you look at ESPN. That's all I knew, at least me. You know, and some guys yeah. out there, they they dream of possibly joining ESPN one day. That's their dream, and here you are living it.
2: Well, I'm blessed, man.
0: Yes, Both you are.
2: I'd be wrong to say that you know that I didn't have a great situation at Yahoo either. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would love to have that job too. Right. So I mean, well, I'm we're not going to intrude. We're
1: I'm, not going to intrude on your. Uh, you're not going to on your inside baseball. while you left Yahoo? Yeah, nobody. Yes. Yeah. Right, if <laughs> you're <laughs> The trying to get, figure out how the how the hot dogs is made and
0: everything. Nah, yeah. believe me, man. More yeah. people care. More people are interested in stuff like that than anything. I mean, there's yeah, always guys would, that. What, what I would tell you, if you were
2: to add, add something about Yahoo, I mean, I'll tell you what. I
0: never worked with somebody
2: who worked harder than Wolves too. So, I, mean, he, uh, I don't think he sleeps, but he's um, to me the hardest working journalist I've ever. Been around, so uh, you know.
0: And and I'm glad you uh, brought that up, Mark, because a lot of people, I mean, let's keep it real. A lot of people wonders how this man is able to do what he does, and you saw this firsthand why he's able to get a lot of stories, why he's able to break a lot of stories. Can you kind of explain, you know, what you if if you learn anything from him at all, or or, or some of the things you've seen him? Well, I mean, he's, at- he's
2: he's really great at getting to know everybody. Like he he's like the wolf. All right. Remember the wolf in pulp fiction. You just know. You just know somebody who tells mm-hmm. something. There's always somebody that you know is comfortable giving him information, incredible information. So, and he he knows the pulse of the NBA, and he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on a lot of times before the player knows what's going on, or even a general manager, or owner sometimes knows what's going on. He uh, he is um as connected. And and the NBA, as I've seen him, anybody in sports, music, news, whatever, what have you, politics, he he he, um, he figured out a way to basically get the whole NBA world comfortable with him, and and wanting him to be the guy to break the news, All right?
0: Which is hard in this industry, as you know, and you and Vinny know, it's very hard, you know, because. We live in an industry where gossip rules the day, you know, where the game isn't important if somebody's gonna get waived or released after the game, it becomes that much more or less important. Uh are you one of the is are you kinda of happy to have to, you know, get away from that element of it where you don't have to necessarily follow up on every rumor or everything and you need to find a of focus on the big picture of things?
2: <laughs> oh man. I ain't gonna
0: cry. <laughs>
2: no, but, but, uh, <laughs> It's gonna be a real hard free agency, and uh, I'm sure there'll be some stuff that, uh, you know, I'll find out, right, here and there. And I, and, and don't don't think I ain't gonna break nothing on you now. I'm gonna still try to break some news on you. Yeah, but, you can, um, and
0: you will, but but you don't have to focus on it. But uh, all but day, I, got, every day. I got I got some big
2: projects that are gonna certainly take some time and energy, and you know won't won't happen overnight. But I'm gonna still find out some stuff.
0: But you must be happy to have to not worry about doing it every single day. Like me and Vinny, we think, something happens, we gotta think follow Any
2: up. any any journalist like you, you always worry about it in some fashion. Yeah. Especially if you can find If you know how to
0: solve the Rubik's
2: Cube, you are still gonna try to solve it. Even if it's not in the palm of your hands every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, put it like this. But we I, you know, you know, we're we're proud of I mean you gotta think about it, you were one of the first guys over there to sort of bring Yahoo to prominence. And now that the undefeated is in, let's just say, some capable hands, as far as his stewardship, you know, you being the first guy that everybody's looking looking for, that that's gonna set a standard too. So, you know, yeah. you 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 have a lot of responsibility whether you like to admit it or not.
2: No, man, I know how they come with it. I mean, it's, I'm working with an army of stars, so hopefully I could, uh you know, keep people interested. We appreciate you. We appreciate you coming on with us. No problem, Vinny. You're about to have a few free time. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: I, uh, I hope you don't, I, though. I hope no, you don't, I, though. I, I hope you get a lot of good time sleeping. So. You know what? You know what? You know what, Mark Marcos. I was gonna not call you by your birth name, but since you <laughs> wanna bring out the shot, you know what, Marco? You know what? Why is that a shot? You don't like Cleveland? Not who likes Cleveland? People from Cleveland? They don't even like it there. Come on, now. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland ain't Detroit. It ain't like paradise. You know, if it's a play Detroit Detroit, I'm having some fun. Yeah, Detroit.
0: He blows Detroit up, man. Oh, man. He, he told me Detroit's better than Philly. I, I thought oh. he was crazy. Yeah, well, I live in Cali, fuck so- yeah, you do. Before I let you go, man, is there anything that you have coming out with the undefeated? Are you gonna be doing any? You got your own podcast or anything like that coming out, or is it just some you know more project driven or anything? Uh, it's a, it's a secret, man. It's a secret. it's a secret. Okay. He revealing
1: nothing. He not revealing nothing, man. No it
0: don't mean that because he's not gonna reveal it. Don't mean that we can't be journalists and ask. You know what I mean? Like, I you know, Mark Spears podcast. That'll be a dopey concept, man. I think it'll be good.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah, maybe. Man, I too, man. maybe. Yeah. If
1: I had some women involved, and to do a podcast. Nah, man, I ain't like that. <laughs> <laughs> getting
0: the man in trouble. Man. I'm, getting, I'm getting
1: old, bro.
2: You know.
0: Mark, man, hey, listen. Again, we appreciate. You know, you I'm, talking, I'm walking by the Great Money Pool right now.
2: You guys gotta. You gotta get say something to the people, uh, Jabari, Jabari, Money Pool, Benny Goodwill. Monty <laughs> what are you guys up to?
1: Hold on, quick. Okay. Okay, take that. <laughs> What's you. <happened? laughs> What's going on? Uh, What's up, fellas? You want to chime in on the
0: Spurs and Warriors, Monty?
1: What about the Spurs and the Warriors?
2: What do you (laughs) want to know? I
0: I, want to know who's going to win the Spurs when they play in the Western Conference Finals. I want
2: to (laughs) know. Warriors. Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Warriors. You know what? It's it's really about pace. I mean, the Spurs want to play slow. The Warriors want to play fast. And – I think that the words can win either case, but if it goes fast, you know we're going to win.
0: That, that's oh, why the Spurs yeah. got to end it in six. You can't go seven.
2: Yeah, they, they, they would have to. But but the thing is, everybody's healthy on both teams. No, I don't see the Spurs keeping up, man. Even with Marcus, Kawhi is the one guy who can keep up. After him,
0: who else can keep up with a fast pace? Patty yeah. Mills.
2: Hmm. Yeah, That's I I the it.
0: last time. I mean, well, we win. go win. <laughs> we going have plenty of time. To, we gonna have plenty of time to debate that one, man. That's gonna be fun. But, uh, but Mark Spears and Monty Pool, Monty chipping in late there for us. Um, let me ask you, man, Vinny, before I wrap this podcast up, you know, we we talk about and we're proud of Mark for you know being able to make that jump. Um, the undefeated, the website alone. You looking forward to it, man? Are you looking forward to it? because this is supposed to be a website that is you know. Uh, based on uh, race relations and, and, you know, specifically surrounding, you know, African-Americans. And it can be a very intense website. I'm sure it's going to get criticism from outside circles and, you know, maybe even inside circles based off of what they do. I'm looking forward to uh, reading it, to seeing what the content is going to be, to seeing, you know, reading some of the articles from Mark and other writers. What about yourself?
1: I think um, when the first concept when the first concept of the undefeated came and it was under a different type of leadership, I was not looking forward to it. I really wasn't. Um, I didn't trust who was purportedly <clears throat> at the helm of it. And I thought that if it followed that person's lead, I think it would have done more damage. But the people that they have, and they have they have hired a couple of my friends at various um, degrees, be it writers, be it associate editors, Whomever, so, you know, just the, the tenor of the direction, you know, is something that you know we can look forward to, because like you said, controversy or whatever, that's that's all in the eye of the beholder. But you know, if it's done with the the right intentions and you have good people, um, I think that is something that can be very impactful, um, yeah. not just in our community per se, but you know, uh, a wider a wider net. Um, just for understanding, you know what I'm saying. Like we understand, you know, we understand each other. You know, a lot of right. times as, as African Americans, so we don't say we understand each other. We we can understand where we come from, right? Um, our perspectives. A lot of times, we don't have that understanding from other people who have not been in our shoes. Yeah. And you, I'm sure you know it. Like I know it. Anytime you talk about race in any way, a lot of people get uncomfortable. And you don't even have to say racism. You can just say race, and people, you know, start cringing. So, you know, you've written stories like that. I've written my share of stories. You know, I've sent my share of tweets, that type of stuff to Barrett. So, you know, yeah, but to go back to your original question, yeah, you know, you look forward to it. You you hope. um, You have high hopes for it. And with the people that they've hired and the people that I know that they have working on the inside, um, I have nothing but the uh, utmost confidence that things will start off in the right
0: direction. Before I let you go, man, before we wrap this podcast up, I don't know if you got a chance to check out the People vs. OJ Simpson. I have not seen the recent episode, the last you, one. Oh, was you I did was follow seen. it though. No, I, oh, I, oh, I'm hooked. Yo, that's probably that's probably the best show I've seen this year, or maybe in the last few months uh, on like regular TV that doesn't come on HBO or Showtime or Stars or something. That's crazy, man. I mean, that no, that I like that it. whole it, – it's a great show. It's a great show, man. I mean, I didn't know what to expect looking at it. I'm thinking they were just going to recapture the events of, you know, if OJ did it or not, which they do, but it's also showing the behind the scenes of other people's lives, and a lot of it is true. Like, it's true stuff.
1: You, you know, know what, what I'm like? saying? It's not – I mean, it's, it's, dr- it's dramatized, but it's not – you know, it, trust me, it, 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 it brings the lens uh, right back. To where we were at that at that point in time 20, 22 years ago and you know uh, the ESPN the 30 for 30 that'll be coming uh, the 7 hour 30 for 30 that'll be coming on about OJ I'm hearing is really good really compelling so you know I'll be interested a, a parent, for whatever reason we have this fascination um, yeah. we, have this, we have this fascination with OJ and
0: um, apparently it's not going to go anywhere I guess it really was the biggest trial in the last what 20, 20 years Oh, uh, it been 20 I, years.
1: I can't think of a... I, I, you know, obviously it's longer than 20 years, us, right? Has it
0: been longer than 20? It's years? about
1: 22 years. About 20 22 years. years. Yeah. 21 years. Obviously, the George Zimmerman trial. Um, I don't think it's big. I don't think it's that big, man. I don't no, think it's I won't I say more important. I want to say more important. I guess you know, to some of to some of us, it might hold more meaning. Yeah. You know, in in some way, but I guess in terms of spectacle, uh, I don't think anything uh, has compared. Maybe. You know, maybe the trial of Michael Jackson or the trial of um, R. Kelly, and, and some of those type of situations. Um, so they, they compete, but I don't think they surpass uh, the spectacle because it had, you know, race and it had passion and it had all these different, all these different feelings thrown into a cauldron, and you know, it, it just captured all of us. And honestly, at the end of it, we you kind of you tend to forget through the spectacle that two people lost their lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, <laughs> the question that surrounds OJ is not that, you know, Dag, you know, the Brown Simpson and, and Ron Goldman, you know, lost their lives. It's still to this day, what? Do you think he did it? I, I was texting my friend who, uh, you know, is in black, and I'm like, yo, you got to check out this OJ, you know, joint on, on FX. This is a great show. And, and they're like, oh, I didn't even know it was on. And then the next question was, by the way, do you think he did it? And I'm thinking, like, yo, if I said no, are we still gonna be cool? <laughs> like, oh my you know, god, you're
1: not you we're not, not gonna get we're not getting into the OJ conversation.
0: No, no, I'm just saying, like, it's still that particular question still is it's crazy how people still ask that thing. Like that's that one question that they still ask. All these years have passed and we obviously know the verdict, but it's still one of those things that people ask. It's like, yo,
1: do you think he did it? Well, it's fascinating because you know, evidence and everything else um, makes us look at things a certain way now, but, you know, the, the way that everything was presented, um, I don't see how, okay, I don't see how, but I see how a ver- the verdict was reached the way it was reached, and there there wasn't an error finality when the verdict was reached. People didn't feel like, people felt like the right verdict was reached, but maybe they didn't feel like justice was served. Yeah, and, and And those can be two totally different you know instances, and you know when you consider uh when you consider our relationship black people's relationship with the police and things of that nature um you know and, and some of the things that came out through the trial that we can i guess we can all sort of relate to not necessarily the act itself but some of the nuances of it you know we can all sort of relate to or say we've had experiences and or whatever so you know, I think that's the way that we, you know, sort of had this, you know, fascination with the trial. because Not because we see our some of, some of ourselves in OJ, but we see some of our experiences in the other principal parties. And that's just, unfort- let me say fortunately or unfortunately, that's the reason why we feel so drawn and so, it's been so captivating to us even 22 years later.
0: Courtney D. Vance, man, that dude deserves an Oscar or something, an award for him playing Johnny Cochran. I think he's done a phenomenal job, really has, man. Uh, but He's from Detroit, what... you know. He's from Detroit. Oh, man. I was trying to wrap it up before you said that, too, man. Oh, <laughs> you know. Because you know.
1: Because you knew where he was from. That's cool. It's all good.
0: It's all he good. went to my, one of my high schools, too. That, 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 listen, shout-out shout out to Detroit Thank for, you. Producing, for producing Courtney B. Vance. So he can play Johnny Cochran. Wow, you know, he was Courtney B. Vance. Okay, <laughs> and you know who uh-huh. he's married to, right?
1: Yes, yeah, one of the finest sixty-year-old oh, yeah. walking the face of the earth. Oh yes, Ooh. You will never Ooh. have you will never have a chance with Angela Bassett. Okay,
0: let uh, her go. I thought she was talking about Madonna, but Angela Bassett too, man. But mm. <laughs> Angela Bassett, yes, she is, man. Angela Bassett is the best. We got to get her on the podcast,
1: man. Yeah, I think Angela I think Bassett. she'll carve out some time for
0: us. Hey, why not, man? Why not? I don't see why not. Point Game Podcast right here on mys80.com, expressnews.com, and of course, Comcast Sportsnet, Yes, Chicago yes, Chicago.com. We'll see you next time. Peace.